Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And it feels so good to be back. We've been gone for a while. We went on a mini hiatus over here at the Music Matters Media Podcast. But we are back and better than ever. Right, Eric? Hell yeah, man. It feels awesome to make this awesome comeback. Yes, especially because we are now right at the end of the year and we can't close out this year without giving you our top favorite list of things, including favorite concerts and favorite albums and artists that we discovered this year. 2019 was a year filled with great music and we are here to cover it and end the year strong. Yeah, man, there's a lot to talk about and we can't wait to get through it. But before we dive into that, We just wanted to let you guys know how much we missed doing this show. It wasn't because we didn't want to come back every week and discuss our favorite topic in the entire world, music. Uh, It was just because life happens. And I went through it these past two months. Eric went through it these past two months. Uh, We both individually were dealing with our own things. We were both sick for a decent amount of time. And uh, I lost my phone for a period of time, and that was very chaotic for me. You know, things have just been piling up, and that's just part of, you know, life. And unfortunately, you know, it it got too much for the both of us. So we had to kind of pull back a little bit. Take a break. Take a break. Yeah, and just, you know, get ourselves together before we could come back at this and do it right. Because, you know, no point in doing it if we're not going to be all the way there. Exactly. I've said that from the beginning. Uh, There have even been episodes in the past where I've pulled because I didn't believe in them. And I've told Eric that since the beginning that I expect the utmost quality into this show, into everything that I pour into with Music Matters. There is no way that I would ever put out any content that I didn't personally believe in, that I wouldn't listen to, read, watch, etc. So with that being said, we wanted to make sure that we weren't just phoning it in during those tough times, that we were actually going to come back and give you guys the best quality uh, episodes that we possibly can. So unfortunately, during that time, we had to pull back a little bit, take a break, take a breather. But we're back now and we're better than ever and we are ready to go. Music Matters Media, the show, is very much alive and well. Just want to put that out there. 2019 is not over yet, so we are going to end it on a very strong note and give you guys a lot of fun episodes to check out before the year is over. We got to make up for lost time, man. Amen to that, man. 
All right, Eric. Well, I know I haven't said this in a while, but I'm very much so excited to say it. We got to check out our top three of this week. Oh, man. It's going to feel awesome to talk about this. It's been a while. Yeah, so let's just get right into it. Here we go. Coming in at number three, we have the very loyal United Kingdom. Very nice. It's awesome to see that even after all this time, they're still going strong. Forever going strong. Thank you guys so much for listening. We seriously cannot thank you enough. The UK gives us so much love, and we appreciate you. We really do. Seriously. Thank you so much. Eric, this is very exciting. I swear I didn't even plan this. Yeah, I don't plan the top threes. The top threes, you know, the countries battle it out and they make their way to the top. And I look throughout the week to see who is going to make it. And you never know from the beginning of the week to the end of the week, the whole entire list can completely change. It is not under my control. It is up to the listeners. But the very exciting part here is we have two brand new countries in the top three this week. Wow, two brand new. Yep. Wow. Yep. What's happened since we've left, man? This is crazy. I feel like since we've left, our listener base has only gotten stronger, believe it or not. I think that they were waiting for us to come back and... While they were waiting for us, they were checking out, catching up on all of our episodes. I mean, this is episode 67 right now that you're listening to. So there were a lot for people to catch up on during our hiatus. But this is absolutely insane, man. This is absolutely insane. Two new countries, never before, in our top three right now. Here we go. We're going to go with number two. In our second spot this week, we have France. Wow, France. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the top three. Welcome to the top three. Thank you so much for catching up with us and listening to us. We owe you the world. Cannot thank you enough. It is so cool to see France on this list. Seriously, man. This is amazing. And climbing their way all the way to our number one spot on our list for the very first time is Hungary. Wow, Hungary. Wow, what an amazing way to come back from our hiatus. Right? You guys are the absolute best. What a nice surprise. And, you know, just speaking for myself here, I'm pretty sure Lisa would agree. You know, I just want to thank all of our listeners for just staying loyal and just staying strong. You know, it's awesome to see that, you know, a month and change of us being on a hiatus doesn't get you down. You're still just as hungry to get new content. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended. You're still as invested in us, if not more. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for that. This is really freaking cool to see that you guys are right there waiting for us. Your loyalty is unwavering. Thank you so much. I totally agree, Eric. I couldn't have said it any better myself. We really appreciate Every single one of you who takes the time to listen to this podcast and the fact that, like Eric said, you know, we took this hiatus, we took a brief moment to regroup and gather ourselves and you guys have stuck with us the entire way through, even more so uh, with us being away. It's just incredible to see the countries climbing, the numbers, 
everything is completely mind-blowing and it just goes to show how loyal you guys are how much that you believe in music matters the show in the company everything that we do here on the show and uh, everything that I do personally with the website and the company and it's just such a beautiful thing we really can't thank you enough I personally can't thank you enough myself and it would be a crime if we didn't express that so I'm glad that we did yeah seriously honestly like you said you know we we couldn't have planned a better start to our comeback if we tried so this is really cool and guys we are excited okay you want to know why we're excited because we are coming back with some year end lists with our favorites from 2019 with people that we found and discovered and listened to in 2019 there are a lot of fun episodes coming your way before the year is over and we are going to start right now with this episode talking about our concert experiences from 2019 a concert roundup from the beginning to now the end of the year the shows that we went to our experiences our favorites and everything in between so to kick it off, we are going to discuss our most recent show, which took place on December 6th, probably my last show of this year, to be honest, and that was Twin Peaks. Yeah, man. What a freaking amazing night, man. Wow. So, Eric, before we get into Twin Peaks, let's talk about the lineup that they had and let's go down the list of bands that opened for Twin Peaks, and then we'll talk about the band themselves. Okay, so the first two opening bands were called OM, which is spelled O-H-M-M-E, all caps, and La La Lala. So they were two, I guess to describe them, alternative rock bands that opened up the show, but wow, they were amazing. Let me just say... Female rock and roll was in full effect that night. It was. I was so proud to see that. We need more females in music. I've always said that since the beginning. I'll continue to say that. And wow, a lot of very strong female presence was on that stage that night. Yeah, and in one of our previous episodes that had to do with the Tours show that we went to back in September, I know I mentioned Olivia Jean was the opening act, and I was, you know, fanning out all over her. But wow, these two bands, they give her a run for her money, honestly. They were so amazing. Ohm, in particular, was wow. They were fantastic. They had sludgy guitar riffs. You know, offbeat time signatures, amazing, you know, skills on the guitar. Their vocals were amazing. You know, their vocals weren't, they weren't harsh. They were actually clean, but it's the dual vocals that is just really amazing. They, their voices go so well together and they go back and forth. Oh man, they, they're perfect. Honestly, the cool thing about them is that they're not your traditional guitar players. They're very unorthodox. Think of St. Vincent basically. Oh yeah, I love St. Vincent. Yeah, like they're they're that style of guitar playing and it was amazing. However, the cool thing about the singers is that they're both, you know, like really amazing musicians. They're classically trained as well in some of their instruments. So, they definitely do know how to play conventionally, but in the context of this rock band, they choose not to. They choose to just really push the envelope in terms of experimentation. And I'd also like to give a shout out to the drummer, the only male in the band. 
I know that the emphasis wasn't really on him throughout the concert. It was on the two girls. However, I like to give a shout out to him because in order to really follow up with their style of music, you really need to learn how to keep time. That's true. Yeah, you definitely have to be on your toes because they are going off on their instruments and the amount of solos and, like you said, pretty unorthodox way of playing. You have to make sure that you are really bringing your best forward for every show throughout the tour. Yeah, because, you know, the thing about them is that their songs, you know, they they start out one way and then at the drop of a hat they shift to a completely different mood. And so you need the drummer to be perfectly in sync with that. And so I think he did a phenomenal job doing that. You know, they, they were just all around perfect. They had, you know, everything I love in a heavy rock band. It was amazing. And the coolest part about it all is after the show, a lot of these musicians were just hanging around and walking about, meeting people at the merch booth, selling their stuff. And Eric got to meet one of the lead singers from the band and support their music by buying some of their records and just having a conversation to let them know how great that they truly were that night and that they have two new fans in their uh, fan base. Yes, I got to meet Macy Stewart. That's her name. Oh, man. I'm in love, dude. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> she. It was just so cool to meet her and talk about her music and, you know, buy her music. And I'm just glad we got to have that interaction. You know, I was like, if anything, I at least want to get to talk to her. And honestly, my dream came true. And I'm hoping that if they're ever around the New York area, I get to go see them again and that we can talk again. Absolutely. And Eric, you got to let the listeners know what you said to Macy because you hands down made her day by your comment. Yeah, basically, I told her that I was glad that I got to meet her now before she blows up. Now, some fun facts about Macy. And the, the reason I say this is because all these bands are from Chicago. They're from the Chicago area. And Chicago has a lot of talent, you know, Fallout Boy, Chance the Rapper. And so it's really cool to see that these three bands come from that area that's just so full of talent. And it's cool because Macy Stewart was actually a featured backup vocalist on Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book album. Really? Wow. That's a very fun fact. Yes. She's also been featured on the Conan O'Brien show, I believe. She's she's done a lot. She's, you know, been all over. Very impressive. So, you know... (laughs) I didn't know that prior to, you know, meeting her. Prior to falling in love. <laughs> of course. So, but either way, you know, I, I told her, I'm, I'm really glad we got this chance to talk before you blow up and, you know, become really famous. And she really liked hearing that. Of course, who wouldn't, you know, especially the struggle of an up and coming musician trying to really put your art out there, being so vulnerable every night. You know that the people going to these shows aren't there for you so you have to win them over essentially and it must have felt really good for her to get that uh, recognition from from us seeing that we were so enthused with their set and everything that they did up there on that stage that night plus it's also just awesome to be able to talk to people you really look up to especially when you know they're just starting out or when they're when they're still at that point where they can have the luxury of talking to their fans because after a while you know once they progress in their careers you don't really get to do that anymore you know you kind of lose that interaction between the performer and the and the fan so to me 
being able to have moments like that, no matter how, um, you know, long or short, that really means the world to me. So honestly, the whole night was already a huge success, but the fact that I got to talk to at least one of them was just so cool. And, you know, even before the show started, we were at the merch table. I saw one of the members of Twin Peaks walk by and I was just losing it because you were. I was like, oh my God. It's Colin from Twin Peaks. I, I, I couldn't freaking believe it, you know, because, you know, I, I've been listening to their new album since it came out in September. And, you know, just that that image of them is constantly there. And to see one of them walk past, I was like, oh, my God, you know, it, it was just so phenomenal. It already got you psyched up for the show. Yeah, exactly. And, and then to be able to talk to one of them, that was just the coolest thing in the world. But then, Eric, we had the following band. Yes, La 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 La. They were another band full of surprises. This one was kind of half and half. They had a male drummer and a male bass player. And the male drummer was also, he could also switch between guitar and drums, which is really cool. And they had a male bass player who also played keys and flute. And, of course, their female front woman who played guitar and sang. Phenomenal. What I loved about her is that her vocals are very ethereal, very you know, not not soft, but, you know, it, it's got an otherworldly feel to them. Oh, my goodness. Won me over completely. The second that she sang that first note, I was completely blown away, and I knew automatically. I was just love at first sight. Love at first sight. <laughs> and, you know, what I love about her is that, you know, even though, yes, her vocals are very delicate, she's not afraid to scream. She's really yes. not, like... When she did that first scream, that's when she won the crowd over, my opinion. Because they saw there's more to this girl than just, you know, delicate vocals and a tiny frame. Because she is a pretty tiny person. Yeah, I agree. I agree. She came out and, you know, of course her vocal style is soft. But then once she hit the crowd with a scream, that's when everybody started going nuts. And really started to believe, wow, that amount of vocal power came out of that person it was really cool to watch yeah and she is just an amazing front woman you know strictly speaking front woman i mean she was all over the stage with her guitar and the riffs were amazing honestly like these two bands really reminded me of the 90s alternative scene because yes they had that, they had that spirit in them you know the old grunge spirit you know and seeing them specifically was just amazing because, again, they had that unpredictability to them. That was so cool. You know, their songs changed at the drop of a hat. And some of the band members even switched instruments at some point. Sometimes there would be a saxophone player that would come out. Yes. It was so freaking cool. You never knew what to expect. Yeah. And the cool thing about their set is that she sang a song with one of the singers of Twin Peaks, uh, Clay Frankel, he came out and, you know, they both did a duet together and, you know, then he left and then they continued their set. But it was just so amazing to see two bands that just completely won the crowd over. Like there was not a single person among the people there that didn't like them, in my opinion. They all were just completely sold on these bands. And to me, that makes for an amazing show. When you have bands that are on equal footing as the headliner, and what helps is that these bands are all friends with each other. They all come from the same music scene. So when they get together, it's just awesome to see that individually, they're all on the same, you know, ground. But even when they collaborate, it's just magic. 
And you can totally tell that the bond that these bands have because as you said earlier they would collaborate with each other and some members from other bands would come out and help sing backing vocals or make a feature in in some songs so you could see how the bond that these people share on these on the stage really translates through the music as well Absolutely. It's that's the best, honestly, when you have those concerts where everybody gets along, you know, from the audience to the bandmates, you know, that to me is is a flawless night. You can't get better than that. And I would also like to point out out of these three bands, there was no two bands that sounded the same. And I think that is also very much important. I think that's where music is heading. I like the idea of having bands on a roster or having individual musicians on a roster and you're going to see the headliner of course but the openers being so stylistically different from the headliner and then ending up falling in love with the openers and appreciating music all across the spectrum I think that's equally as important as just showing your support for the headlining act exactly you know I I feel like all those bands, they definitely have a root to their sound, but they make it a point to show the world we're not just that. We can, we are more than capable of doing this, of doing that. So and multi-talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what I love about music, too. As you said earlier, they all come from the Chicago underground music scene. What I love about music is you can go in Chicago and they're probably hometown heroes in Chicago, you know? But then when they travel... As I said before, you have to win these crowds over because you're lesser known out of state, right? But the coolest part about music is is that you can be so widely popular in your own state, in your own country, and still have so many fans to gain and still can, you know, use the exposure and reach out to people across the world, across the country that you're living in, regardless of how, quote unquote, big you think you are. And I find that so fascinating that, you know, people on the other side of the world right now, they're listening to their favorite artists and they can be huge. And over here, we might have no or little to no idea of who those people are but the beautiful thing about music is obviously the touring aspect of it and getting to go to new places and reach out to people and make people believe in your message and what you're trying to put out there and I just love that I love the discovery part of music that's one of my favorite aspects of listening to new artists new songs is How did you stumble upon them? You know, did you listen to them through streaming and, you know, they're on a specific station or they're based off a specific artist or did you find them at a show like we were just discussing? I love discovery of music. I love talking about that with other people. I find that so fascinating. And yeah, Chicago's music scene is very much alive and well right now. I will say that for sure. I'm glad you agree because, you know, And you're absolutely right about that. You know, one thing I love about going to concerts is specifically that, seeing what the opening bands offer. Because more often than not, at least in my opinion, you're going to walk away liking something. And so that's part of the charm of it, you know, discovering a new favorite band or a potential favorite band. It's always cool. And, 
you know, as for discovering bands based on other bands, that's exactly how I discovered Twin Peaks. I got into this band called Post Animal. I've mentioned them in previous episodes. And I noticed that they would go on tour with this other Chicago band called Twin Peaks. Started listening to them, fell in love with them. And here we are. And now we're here. And with that being said, Eric, the main event of the night, Twin Peaks. Let's talk about them. Let let me just say, I'm never underestimating teenagers ever again after this concert. <laughs> oh my god! Like what what I love about their shows is that they love to do all ages shows. So they'll do ages 16 and up. Wow! Like that crowd, these kids. Wow! Wild! Oh my god! Like wild! I have I've been to a lot of concerts, but never have I been to a concert and been like, I need to get out of here. Eric, MCR wow. was right about teenagers. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man. We sound so old right now, dude. We're we, not even, we do. We're not I mean, even that old. I, I was like, <laughs> like, like the whole time I'm just like, I'm, I'm getting thrown around by these teenagers. I'm like, you know, basically right at the front. And it wasn't even the, the first song wasn't even halfway over. I'm already sweating. I'm dripping sweat and beer because, you know, there are people whose beers were getting toppled over or they were just oh, yeah. flailing them around on purpose. And then, like, the third song comes on and I'm just like, it's not even the third song. And my arms are already <laughs> asleep. <laughs> it's like, I have to make it to the back somehow. And, you know, it, but it was just so fantastic to feel that energy. The funniest part, which I love this about shows too, this is an aspect that I love about shows. Some people can't stand this, but I, I just find it amusing because I've just, you know, I've been going to shows since such a young age that it, I just know it's part of the experience. Some people just take it too personally, in my opinion. I love the fact that you and I started out towards the front in the middle. <laughs> By the end of the show, you were in a totally different place on one side. I'm on the complete opposite side in a totally different place. And that's just how it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is just how it is. You go to a show like that, if it's general admission standing, expect that. Expect to be pushed around. Expect people to be crowd surfing. Expect, you know, moshing. Obviously, depending on how heavy the band or the musician you're going to see is. But it's all part of the experience. It's all fun. As long as nobody personally disrespects you and gets too out of line then just know that it's nothing personal absolutely and it's nothing personal and just know when you go in a general admission audience anything is fair game exactly oh exactly some people take it way too seriously I, i'm just like listen i've been going shows my entire life this is part of the experience this is what it is appreciated you know i'm one of those weirdos that i actually dig going to shows like that yeah, me too, because in my opinion, that's just the only real way to enjoy a band. If you really want to know what they're about, you go to general admission and you really just Get take it around. in. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the, the crowd was phenomenal. The band was all the better because of the crowd, because they feed off of that energy. And speaking of the band, you know, they were just fantastic. They are, you know, an awesome, at their core, garage rock band, but... They're starting to expand on their sound, especially now with this new album called The Lookout Low. If you're a fan of the band, I highly recommend it. And if you have never really heard of this band, let me just say, this album definitely expands upon their classic rock influences. It's got a little bit of Almond Brothers. It's got a little bit of the Rolling Stones. You can definitely hear even some country influences on there, some Wilco as well. 
it's definitely got a lot of that old school influence on there. And, you know, you add that to their already powerful garage rock sound. It's amazing. And the cool thing about them is that there's multiple vocalists in this band. It's not just one main front man. There's like three to four vocalists. That's what I personally enjoyed. So not only that they are expanding their sound, but the fact that you can listen to multiple songs in the same set and you never know who's going to come up and start singing. I really thought that that was cool, that everybody took a part essentially in uh, the set when it came to singing on the mic. Yeah, and each one, you can tell, has their own personality, has their own style. Yes. You know, and it's just so amazing, you know. At times you're like, wait, am I listening to the same band right now? Exactly, because you've got so many different mindsets, so many different perspectives. You know, the bass player would sing a song, then, you know, the dude, Clay Frankel, who came out and sang with uh, Lala, Lala, you know, he would sing another one, and, you know, it would sound like a Rolling Stones-influenced type of song. Then their lead guitar player, his name is Katie and Lake James, and he's the de facto leader of the band. He would sing another song and it would be in a different style. And then the dude I saw walk past me, his name is Colin. You know, that guy is just a jack of all trades. He plays keys, he plays lead guitar, he sings, you know, he, he does everything. And, you know, then he would sing a song. The only one who didn't really sing much was the drummer, but that dude, he can wail on the drums. This guy looked like he was about to play football. It was insane. I saw him get on the stage. I'm like, that's the drummer? He looked like a linebacker. He, he was a brolic dude, and he put in some serious work into that set. Let me tell you, he was a beast on the drums. Yeah, when he came out just to do a little sound check with his drums, you know, the, <laughs> the crowd went nuts as soon as they saw him. It was, it was so awesome to see. And another really cool thing that I loved was that, you know, because these bands know each other and they're all friends and they've collaborated, uh, Twin Peaks brought out the singers from Ohm to sing backup vocals. Pretty much for the entire set. Yeah, and a lot of their songs. And I do believe that they're featured on the album, uh, Look Out Low, because there are are quite a handful of uh, female backing vocals on on that album so that was just and the blend of voices was really great it was such a treat to hear that live absolutely and the best part about this band is that they follow in the tradition of a lot of my favorite bands where you know they'll deviate from what you hear on the album and they'll just go on extended jam sessions i love that so amazing honestly this concert oh man this was just life-changing for me I love when bands do that. I love when, uh, or musicians in general, I love when they improvise on stage and you hear a different version of the song that you dearly love and that you've been listening to because it's good. It's good to switch it up. I'm sure it's very therapeutic for them to get on stage and not only release this music to crowds across the country, across you know, across the world, But to not only do that, they need to switch it up every night. You know, they need to keep it fresh, keep it interesting from themselves. They're playing the same things, you know, or I should say they're playing the same songs rather. So it's good. I love when people can just put a fresh new take. And the more impressive part of it is doing it on the spot like that. Yeah. And one of the coolest points of the night is when, um, you know, one of the singers asked someone uh, if they could use the disco ball that was in the venue and so they brought out the disco ball and they used it for a couple songs they used it for the finale 
honestly, it was just so freaking cool. I have to say, the disco ball was a really nice touch because it felt like we were at prom. Much more violent version of prom. (laughs) (laughs) And let me just say, as a as a rock, you don't know my prom experience. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I assumed. (laughs) Let me just say though, as a rock fan, this concert was really really awesome because you know obviously the landscape of music is changing and there's so many different styles um you know hip-hop right now has the top spot in terms of popular music and so you know i'm sure some rock fans are uh, discouraged they're discouraged they're unsure of what rock even is nowadays because it's it's such a wide screen genre now that there's really no set way of defining it so to see that the youth and I say the youth specifically because there were a lot of teenagers, a lot of black exes on a lot of hands, you know, to see that they are, you know, as invested as previous generations were. <laughs> they even have to, they even had to check our IDs like multiple times because they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, they, they couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, to see that a lot of teenagers are still, you know, for rock and roll and still for that, you know, raw energy and spirit it's really awesome to see that that still has such an impact today, you know, that it's not lost. So for anyone out there who's doubting the power of rock and roll and the, you know, the rawness of it and the impact that it can still cause, you know, don't fear because it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. As these kids proved, (laughs) we've got the bruises to show it. Yes, that we do. (laughs) And to round this out really quick for anybody who may be on the fence, who, is listening to this, but they're not quite sold on Twin Peaks, I would just like to say they are one of the only bands that I've ever listened to where it sounds like you're listening to multiple bands at once because their style is just all across the board and the singing aspect of you never know who's going to come on what song at what point in time. I just think that it is such a cool concept. I wish more bands were like this. And I just think that... It is a really good idea for people to go into this being open-minded to check these guys out. And a cool little fact that I found out in the last month or so, they have a phone number you can text them at. Oh, yes, yes. You can, you know... That is a very new thing going on right now. Yeah, you can tell them how the show went, or you could just give them, you know, a compliment or whatever, and they'll respond. And if you, you know, get on that... You can actually be the first to know about new singles or a tour or Blink whatever. Blink did that too. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of artists doing that. I know Jeezy, Blink. There's a couple of people that I've seen doing the new phone number thing. I think it's a really cool concept. You can really, you know, you feel more, uh, it's, it's an inclusive thing. And uh, it's really cool to engage in that way. Not only that, but, you know, just in general, after the shows, they, they hang around at the bar. You can you know, see them walking around and talking to people. And you know what? This might be wishful thinking, but I hope that never changes for any of those bands. I hope that they always remain that way, that they're always easily accessible to their fans, because honestly, that's the best kind of band, in my opinion, when they remain that aspect of themselves, you know, when they remain people, basically, you know? easily accessible to everyone and just approachable. So Eric, as I said earlier in this episode, 2019 has been one hell of a year for music. And that means we got a lot of tours this year. A lot of people went out on tour to promote their albums, promote their EPs, promote their music in general. And we 
we're ever so lucky to see some of these shows this year. So, Eric, I will have you go first. Let's go down the line of shows that you saw this year. So my list isn't that long, you know, just because life. <laughs> but I have been to some pretty awesome shows. You know, there there have been some that have been epic. There have been some that have been kind of small in scale. But I still count them because a live show is a live show no matter what, in my opinion. So to start out with the smaller ones, um, one really cool show that I went to, not a full-blown thing, but I still count it, was this really cool acoustic in-store performance by Taking Back Sunday at Looney Tunes CDs here on Long Island. Oh, man, so jealous. Yeah, you know, we uh, Lisa and I had plans to go, but she was sick, so uh, I had to take another friend with me. And it was just so cool, you know, the standing in line in the cold wasn't fun to, you know, to wait because there there were two sets and so there, we had to take turns. But, you know, once we got inside, that place was packed. My friend and I were all the way in the back. Uh, he's a little taller than me, so he had the luxury of taking pictures. But, um, you know, either way, there were a bunch of cameramen around who took video and pictures and all that. But it was just so cool to, like, see them right there. And, you know, because they're from Long Island, it's... It's just, it's a comeback for them. It's a homecoming for them of sorts. And the coolest part about that was we got to meet them later. You know, we got to shake their hands and, you know, comment them on the show. And it wasn't a total loss. It wasn't a total loss. Yeah, I I made sure that, um, you know, we could only unfortunately get one thing signed. And so, you know, the choices were a poster or a greatest hits record that came out. And so I was like, well... This band matters more to Lisa than to me, so I'll just ask them to sign the record in her name because she's not here. And Guys, get you a best friend like Eric. If you don't have a best <laughs> friend like Eric, you're doing it wrong, and I'm so sorry. But eventually, I hope that you find somebody as good as Eric is to me that uh, can do something like that for you because not many people would take an opportunity like that and uh, give it away to somebody else. So thank you so much for that oh no problem (laughs) but yeah that was that was definitely one of them just because of the intimate nature of the show and just being able to meet them afterwards was really cool um other shows that i another small scale show that i really liked was the gma blink 182 show you and i went to yes it brought a lot of memories of the first time we did that this time it was much easier because we didn't get lost (laughs) in central park we knew what we were doing this time (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) and it was just so much fun the weather was pretty good you know, for for a summer concert. And you could tell everybody was so amped. There were people from all over the world. We were a lot closer this time, too. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so cool. You know, the, the only thing that was different was that Nine was still a little ways away. So it's not like you and I had the luxury of going back home and the album was there waiting for us. Right. But it was still an awesome experience nonetheless. Uh, And those are just the small-scale concerts. Now, to move on to the bigger ones, I went to see... uh, I started off 2019 by watching Gary Clark Jr. play. And, wow, that was religious. It was so amazing. Like, just finally being able to see this dude that I've known since probably 2010, 2011. I mean, it was just... So cool to finally see him in his own headlining show, and he did not disappoint. There's a reason he's called uh, the Jimi Hendrix of this generation right now. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, he was just 
on fire with everything. And he completely defied my expectations because just when I thought that I knew what he was like as a guitar player, he just destroyed that perception. It was just so amazing. And of course, the other bands were awesome too. Fiona Silver, you know, great opening act. And of course, you know, his entire band was just phenomenal. Uh, the other concert that I've spoken about on the show, the Tours. They were... What a show. What a wow. show. Yes. As I had said, Olivia Jean... I wasn't mentally prepared act. for that show. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Jean was perfect. You know, she was amazing. I would love to see her in her own show. You know, talk about females with guitar skills. She blows my mind. She... Everything she does is amazing. She's a multi-instrumentalist, great singer. She is awesome. And then, of course... The band, the Tours, was just fantastic. I'd been dying to see them for years. And wow, that, that crowd was a little less aggressive than this Twin Peaks one, but it was still crazy, man. And they, they did so many songs. They had some really awesome covers, which is really cool to hear. It was phenomenal. The whole thing was just mind-blowing. And, you know, just to finally see Jack White live, you know, was really awesome it's been, it's been something, a long time coming eric yeah it's been something i've wanted for so long and to finally see him play the songs that i've known for years you know to finally see him and hear him play them live was just a dream come true it was amazing and of course you have this one but before i talk about this one let's not forget blink 182 little wayne and neck deep i mean <laughs> <laughs> I wish that people was, could see Eric's face right now. I mean, yeah, like I, I have never been to a show that like varied because it was just a bunch of different things in one. You know, I've never seen Little Wayne before. I've really never been into him like that before you. I know you uh, you and I have been talking about him since high school. Yep. Yep. And, you know, um, I, didn't, I didn't really get into his music until, you know, now, really. And, you know, I just was just really unprepared for him because I just didn't really know him all that well but just to see what kind of performer he is what kind of you know rapper he is what kind of just you know all-around artist he is was just really cool and to see him be such a cool dude with everybody it was awesome and probably my favorite thing about that concert was the mix of his fans versus Blink's fans. The crowd was great everybody was worried about the interaction between Blink fans and Little Wayne fans, you guys are completely ridiculous. That was the whole entire point. You guys missed the point. The point is that everybody came together in one place for the love of music, and they walked out enjoying each other's sets. And who knows? Maybe Blink gained some Wayne fans. Maybe Wayne, you know, gained some Blink fans. And back and forth with Neck Deep as well. And that was the whole point of the entire tour, and I'm so glad that they did that tour. That was probably my favorite part of the show, just being able to talk to other people, because surprisingly, that's not something that happens very much, at least with me. Usually I go to a show and I just either talk to you or I wait around for the band to come on. But I rarely have that interaction with fellow fans. And that was probably my favorite thing about this show, to just be able to talk to everybody and be like, yeah, this is awesome. And, you know, what are what are your favorite artists or what shows have you been to? And, you know, we're all like yeah, you know, I haven't been to this show, but it's on the list. And, you know, it was just such a fun time. Everybody was super friendly, super engaged, and uh, it just made for a really great experience all around. 
It really did, man. Honestly, it was an unforgettable night. And then, of course, you know, seeing Neck Deep open for Blink and then seeing Blink perform in a bunch of surprises that they had. You know, they brought out a fan from the audience. They brought out Ben to sing a song with them. And, of course, it was really awesome to see that Matt's vocals had, um, you know, been repaired since the last time we saw him at the GMA show. He's To see him improve as a vocalist, specifically as it pertains to singing Tom's songs, you know, it was a real treat. And just the whole thing was amazing. Now, could you imagine if we had seen them perform all the songs we now know that are on Nine? I'm waiting for the next story. <laughs> You're telling me, man. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to the next tour. I am ready because, yeah. wow, were we totally caught off guard by that album. Oh, yeah. I mean... Everything that they put out before them was kind of, for the most part, I'd say, underwhelming. And then Nine came out and I was completely, completely just in shock of how good that album ended up being. And we did a review of that album. We talked about our entire experience. I'll put the link down below if you guys want to check that episode out because we had a lot to say about the show, about the album. What an incredible point in 2019. Uh, Blink really came back in action this year uh, with the album, with the tour, with the features that they've been doing. And uh, yeah, I'm just, it's a really good time to be a Blink fan right now. I can see it now. The first time and pin the grenade. Fan favorites. <sighs> That's my favorite. That's my, it's still my favorite. Spoiler alert, it's still my favorite. <laughs> but yeah, that, that show from, from start to finish was just phenomenal. I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat if I could. You know, and of course, you know, just being there with you and being able to, you know, see other music that you're into and, you know, you prove to me why you like it. You, you didn't go there to make a case, but regardless, you made it. And I can totally see why, you know, you're a diehard Little Wayne fan. I'm glad that your loyalty to him never, never left. Y you know, when you have that love for an artist, you just know, you know, it's always there, even if you question it at times. And I'm proud of you for always being loyal to your artists, you know, especially to him. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. Does that round out your list? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, not too many concerts, but... But good quality concerts. Absolutely. And that's especially, what truly matters. Especially this last one. I'll have more to say on that later. Eric, are you ready for this list? Ready. Okay, because this is pretty wild. 2019 was very good to me concert wise in the beginning of the year it started out super slow and I was beginning to get nervous because I am such a junkie when it comes to going to shows I'm always on top of it I'm always checking the latest tours uh, not only because it's my job to do so but because I truly love it so with that being said in the beginning of the year I was kind of getting nervous because there was a very spread out period of time where there was just no shows going on that I was interested in going to or uh, got the chance to check out. But that all changed. Once the summer hit, from summer up until this point, it was just one after another. So I ended up going to a total of 15 shows this year. 15. Wow. Some people have all the luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you the breakdown. Here we go. I'm going to just go straight down the list, Eric. You ready? I'm ready. 
Okay, so kicking off 2019 for me, heading all the way back to the beginning in January, we have Justin Timberlake. Then we have Simple Creatures. We have DJ Pauly D, Ariana Grande, Blink-182 at GMA, John Bellion, The Backstreet Boys, Angels and Airwaves, Blink-182 and Lil Wayne, and Neck Deep. Then we have Tidal, Rock the Vote. Then after that, we have Sum 41, John Bellion again for Halloween, Taking Back Sunday, The Tours, and Twin Peaks. What a list. Definitely what a list. And you just reminded me. How could I have forgotten Simple Creatures? I was there with you. You were there with me. Oh my we did God. an episode about it. That was another... It, 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 you know what? This one technically was a small show, but didn't feel like it at all. I mean, wow. I'll also put that in the description below if you want to hear that episode. We had a lot to say about that show and about their first EP drop. And then actually the last episode that we did before our hiatus was their second EP drop. So I will put the links to everything down below so you could check out all those if you shall please. But Eric, yes, you were there with me for that show. And what a crazy show it was. And listen, I can only imagine the next show that they did when they released the new EP. I mean, those songs are, wow, fantastic. And and I would love to see them again playing those songs. But yeah, that, that show was also small, but it had the feel of something much bigger. Of course, of course. Because when you have Mark Hoppus and then Alex Gaskar sharing the same stage, you know the turnout is going to be insane. Of course, it was sold out in within minutes. And uh, yeah, they fill up the entire room, those guys. Shout out to you for getting those tickets. Otherwise, Watch. <laughs> we would have never, we would have never, you know, been able to witness that, you know, witness a band being born, basically. Yes. You so know, cool we, to we see them really in infancy and to see them for one of their first shows ever. Yeah. Like not too many people get to say, I was there, you know, when they were really, really, really just starting out. That's now we can say that about at least one band, you know. Hopefully it won't be the last time. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've experienced that with bands before, and it just makes me so proud. Off the top of my head, the one that I'm proudest about is Broadside. When I listen to Broadside yeah, for the yeah. very first time, I'm like, these guys, they're killing it. Pop punk. People are going to love them. And uh, I remember getting to engage with them in a very, very small local venue and listening to their music right at the very beginning. They've had several lineup changes since then. Even their style has kind of changed since then. But they still, over time, have been able to gain such a fan base. I'm so happy for them. I, it's one of those things. It's a feeling. like when Eric, when you know, you know. And I, I love that about music as well. I just get that gut feeling about people. That's how I find people to come on here to interview them. When I have somebody come on and I interview them, it's because I truly believe in their music. I believe in their message. I believe what they're trying to promote. I believe in their talent, their skill, the quality of the music. I don't just bring people on because they ask me to. And trust me, you know, my inbox gets flooded with new music to check out all across the board, all over social media, uh, the contact form on the website, you name it. But when I listen to somebody and I get that same feeling, I know that I have to have them on the show. So with that being said, it's just really cool, like you said, to be there since the beginning and then watch the evolution of that band or of that artist. 
Absolutely. Now, getting back to your whopping list of concerts. <laughs> wow. Are there any that stand out to you personally that you want me to expand upon? Because 15 people, Justin Timberlake, Simple Creatures, Paulie D, Ariana Grande, Blink GMA, John Bellion, Backstreet Boys, Angels and Airwaves, Blink-22, Little Wayne, Neck Deep, Tidal Rock the Vote, Sum 41, John Bellion again for Halloween, Taking Back Sunday, The Tours, and Twin Peaks. Well, I hate to put such a <laughs> somber spin on this, but because unfortunately I was sick during the uh, weekend of the Taking Back Sunday show, uh, I'd like you to elaborate on that one, please. So, Eric, I thought that this was going to be my last show of the year before we went to Twin Peaks. So going into it, I was super psyched because not only have I haven't seen Taking Back Sunday since probably 2012, 2013, the last time I saw them was when they played Tell All Your Friends in full for the 10-year anniversary. So it's been quite some time since I have last seen them. And then earlier this year, which broke my heart, I was sick at the time. I couldn't attend the intimate show with you. So I was very much devastated about that. But the second the opportunity came to go to a Taking Back Sunday show, which was their 20th anniversary as a band, I knew that this tour was going to be legendary and that it was. So let me give you a breakdown real quick of this tour in general. Pretty much they took their three most famous, arguably most famous slash most appreciated slash fan favorite albums, which are their first three. Tell all your friends where you want to be and louder now. And each night they would play tell all your friends every single night. And then they had a coin flip and they would flip the coin. And depending on what the coin landed on, they would either play tell all your friends and where you want to be or tell all your friends and louder now. Now, some nights on tour they had two nights in in different states so you can actually get the full experience if you were able to get tickets to both shows if not it's a gamble on what the set list is going to be which i actually really like that idea and i think that this is a great idea for bands moving forward if they're going to play their discography in full to do this because it's good on a business aspect and it's good for the fans because you never know. It's not the same set list every night. And it probably is great for the band to switch it up from night to night. And also on a business front, you sell more tickets that way. Because if they're playing in your city for two nights, most people, if you're a diehard, will buy two nights worth of tickets because they want the full experience and they want to hear all the albums across the board. And since you never know which album you're getting on what night... That will drive people to uh, buy more tickets. So on a business front, it's great. And just as a fan, it is just so cool, the concept of seeing these legendary albums being played in full. And uh, for me, the show that I went to, I saw Tell Your Friends and I saw Louder Now. And listen, it couldn't have went any better. It couldn't have been planned any better no matter where that coin fell, I was there no matter what. I love all those albums. To me personally, they are Taking Back Sunday's best albums to date. Uh, 
I definitely want to have an episode at one point dedicated to Taking Back Sunday and we can actually thoroughly discuss that because I am a diehard Taking Back Sunday fan. A lot of people don't know that about me because, you know, I go so hard for Blink that they think Blink is my all-time favorite no matter what, which, yes, but at the same time, there are other musicians and bands that I'm equally as invested in, as Eric said earlier about Wayne and uh, now talking about Taking Back Sunday. They are so high up there for me. So I would love to one day get the chance to sit down here and discuss their albums up to present day. But Eric, it was incredible to, and that's an understatement. They still got it. They're still going strong. They're performing like they did years ago, which is so incredibly hard, but they still have it. Adam is still, Adam, I don't care what anybody says. Adam is one of the best front men out there, period. He is just so engaging with the crowd. His mic swings are killing it. And everybody up there is just on their best game. They're playing this show like if they're just playing it for the first time. And meanwhile, they've been touring literally since the beginning of the year up until the very end. The show that I went to was the very last show on tour. So it was extremely special because it was just closing out an amazing year for these guys. Everybody was super happy to be there. And I love when that happens where everything just seems to fall into place, right place, right time. It just made the show extra special. And yeah, I just, it's definitely one of my favorite shows of the entire year. So I'm glad you picked that one. (laughs) That's so awesome to hear. I love when, you know, your expectations are met and even exceeded, you know. And speaking on Adam, he's definitely one of the more unique frontmen in pop punk, I would say. You know, just his, his persona, his style everything about him. So I I can only imagine how it felt to see him again after so many years and just to see how much he's grown as a frontman. Eric, to relive those songs and to just hear them live and go back in time and remember the first time that I heard some of those songs. When I was just a teenager and just reminiscing about the gateway that that band gave to me for music, I will always be eternally grateful for because they were one of the first bands that I listened to with that style of music that alternative slash pop punk feel to them that opened the door for me for so many other bands after that so I remember early you know early back in the day listening to burn cds with taking back sunday the used bayside green day blink uh fallout boy And yeah, the rest is history, man. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I'm still, you know, in the discovery phase of Taking Back Sunday. You know, I've I've done it, you know, because I've been hanging out with you a lot and, you know, you always advocate for them. So I just go based on what you say. But I'll never forget my first time, like listening to a Taking Back Sunday song. It was Liar. It takes two. I'll remember the music video forever, watching it on TV. And I was just so mesmerized because back then... I was just getting into the whole what is pop punk, you know, I was just getting into that whole thing. It started with Fall Out Boy, as I've said many times, you know, another great Chicago band. Uh, You know, it started with them. And, you know, I I guess once they were on my radar, then every other band (laughs) fell into my radar. You know, I started uh, I started seeing My Chemical Romance everywhere. I started seeing Taking Back Sunday everywhere. You know, one of my friends 
who was an emo kid. He might deny it now, but he was back then. Quote unquote emo. I'm not I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the term emo, but I guess I guess we got to roll with it. Uh, listen, his words, not mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would see him wearing Fall Out Boy t-shirts and Taking Back Sunday t-shirts. So, you know, naturally, I found out about all these bands through him. And yeah, you know, I'll just never forget seeing that video, hearing that song and just instantly falling in love with it. Because, you know, when, when you discover something for the first time, that's all you think about, you know, doesn't matter what time of day it is from the moment you wake up or whatever. When something is so fresh and new and exciting, that's all you want to do. All you want to do is invest your time in it and just keep on peeling the layers, you know? I totally agree with you, and I really have to thank Taking Back Sunday for that for me because the impact that they made on me on such a young age, they really helped shape part of my music taste and influence so many other bands that I listen to still to this day. You know, I talked about the Burn CD, but most of the bands on that Burn CD are still listen to present day. So it's just, it's really a beautiful thing. And it's just feels so good to have them still going strong. So Eric, if you can narrow it down from the shows that you saw this year and give your maybe top three, and then we'll end this episode off with our number one, forced to pick a favorite. So let's just start out with some runner-ups so you're probably going to be surprised by this knowing how you are and you know the way you know me Uh my third would actually be gary clark jr i have a specific reason for each of the placements the gary clark jr one it was just something that i'd been building for so long and i really just wanted to you know get to see him and i'm glad that i got to see him when i did because i feel like he's gotten so much better at playing the guitar and i know that you know, had you heard back Black and Blue back when it came out in 2012, you would have been like, how can he get better from here? He's already so amazing. But no, the dude has exponentially gotten so much better, in my opinion. And the fact that I got to witness that and hear just how much he's improved, you know, that to me, like I said, it was a religious experience. So I'm glad that in the sense of being able to witness one of my favorite guitar heroes, You know, that's why he's number three. The second show that I would say at my number two spot would be the Blink-182 show, Little Wayne, Neck Deep. The reason why that takes my second spot is because of the connection with other people. You know, to me, there's nothing more beautiful than getting to connect with another human being over the love of music. Not necessarily over the love of a specific genre, even though that is cool too, but it's nice to just connect with connect with someone and get to know what their tastes are like, for them to get to know what your tastes are like, Absolutely. and for you to find common ground. So to me, that's what made that show so significant, the fact that there could be so many people with different tastes, and yet we could all just leave it at the door and enjoy what was being presented to us. And, of course, the, you know, the, the respective artists were just on fire, Little Wayne, Neck Deep, Blink. You know, that's why that one takes my second spot. All right. Hold off on your number one because we're going to get there. We're going to finish this episode with our number one spot. Because I have a list of 15 concerts here, I'm going to throw out some honorable mentions because how could you not? So honorable mentions would be Ariana Grande, 
Oh, man, that concert was great. Seeing her live for the first time, especially after the album that she just put out with Thank You Next. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that album. So to be able to see her on this run specifically with her playing tracks from last year's Sweetener and this year's Thank You Next was great. Her voice, for anybody who needs to know, her voice sounds exactly like it does on the records. Some songs even better live so incredible powerhouse vocals from her she was great believe it or not backstreet boys that was a fun concert i went with my cousin to that concert shout out to her it was just for that one it was just this nostalgia factor and you know growing up in the 90s and being so such a fan of backstreet boys in sync and all those boy bands at the time we did an episode on that you guys i'll put it down below if you want to check that one out That was a really fun time. Another show I went to with my cousin that got rescheduled. It was supposed to take place last year, which I did end up seeing him last year as well, was Justin Timberlake on the Man of Woods tour. So I saw him last year, early in the year, and then my cousin got tickets again for us to go. And then he ended up getting sick at the time. It got rescheduled. But the cool part about this was not only did it open the year for my concerts of 2019, but it was on his birthday. So it was a super special show. And that was fantastic. I love Justin Timberlake. What a performer he is. He's a triple threat and all around just an outstanding musician. So seeing him, that was definitely a great time. I also want to shout out Simple Creatures, as we mentioned earlier. Eric went on about that. You already know how we feel about that. Taking Back Sunday, of course, as I mentioned earlier. Definitely wanted to touch upon that as well. Um, I'm trying to... This is crazy. There's just so many things here on this list. DJ Pauly D. I wanted to give him a shout out too specifically because... I know some people are reluctant. If you're not an EDM fan, which is electronic dance music, some people are reluctant to go see DJs because they think it's a waste, which I highly, highly disagree with. I think that he put on an amazing show. I had a blast when I went to go see him. And he is the real deal, okay? He's not just some reality TV uh, star, quote-unquote. He actually puts in very hard work, and he does have talent and skill in my opinion because DJing is not as easy as it may seem or as people think and to engage with the crowd and keep the crowd interested there's plenty of dynamics that go into that and I think he really excelled and it was a blast it it was a great night that night so shout out to him I agree contrary to what people may think there is organization in EDM music so I totally agree with that it's not as easy as it looks And my last honorable mention, which was very close to making my top three, is title Rock the Vote. We did a title episode last year, and that was when Wayne was the closer, which was phenomenal. And we also discussed his album, The Carter Five. So I'll also link that below. But for this time around, it was titled Rock the Vote. It's basically Jay-Z's benefit concert. It happens yearly and it goes to a different cause, different charity each year to bring awareness to whatever is going on at the time. And so this time around, because election season is uh, very much nearing, 
it was to get young people to register to vote and to promote that. And in doing so, Jay-Z gets a powerhouse list of artists throughout the night. And we're talking about the, the, the title concerts are some of the longest, if not, I would say the longest concerts I've ever been to in my entire life. We're talking about doors open at 7, acts go on at 8, and they go on all throughout the night. I'm talking till sometimes 1.30, nearly 2 o'clock in the morning. That's how many people he gets to perform at these shows. Granted, the people come out and they play, you know, one to two, three, sometimes four songs. Um, depending on if you're the closer of the night, you get more leeway with that, with the set list. But it is still so cool. I love the concept of it because... You may be going there for specific artists, but there are so many different artists across the board. We're not just talking about hip-hop. You think Jay-Z, you think hip-hop. No, he gets everybody country. You got EDM. You got rock musicians from alternative rock, punk rock, everything in between. So it's just such a cool experience because the target audience is all across the board. And that's what I really love about this concert is that... You can go in and you'll walk out checking out at least two to three new artists. So I love that show. I can't wait to go and find out what's going to happen next year. And also knowing that everything's going to a good cause is always, you know, a great thing. So there's that. And now, finally, with all that being said, I'm going to hit you with my number three and number two, and then we'll close out with one. My number three on the list was Angels and Airwaves, Tom DeLonge's big return to touring and to getting back into music was in 2019, my first time ever seeing Angels and Airwaves live, and my second time seeing Tom perform live, and wow, what a show this was, incredible, it was so great to see Tom fall in love with music again. I think that was the main thing that I took away from it is that obviously he's taken a step back to work on his company to the stars and uh, he's been doing a lot of things with the government. He's all over the place pretty much. To the stars covers it all. They got movies, they got apparel, they got everything that you can even think of. But the reason why I fell in love with Tom DeLonge was simply his musicianship, and I'm so glad that this year was his big return in music. It has been a while since he's really been invested, and I think this time around, this tour especially, proves so because vocally he was right there, and that's been a long-time complaint for a while now, and you can tell how much he was giving to giving to these performances and how happy he was to be back on stage again and to see all these shows selling out even after all this time I think it was like seven or six years of not touring with Angels and Airwaves so it's been a very long time it was their big comeback so of course that had to make my top three on this list I can't wait 2020 new AVA album we will definitely be covering it here so that is my third spot and my second spot, and it's kind of a cheat because I saw him twice this year, so I'm going to put both shows on this list, but John Bellion. Seeing John Bellion live is, oh my God, I recommend anybody listening to at least see this man live once because you will absolutely fall in love. If you're not sold 
by the time that you get to the show, by the end of it, you'll be walking out a diehard fan and questioning to yourself, why didn't I listen to this guy earlier? And uh, I can really go on and on about John. I will also post uh, a link in the description, our episode based off of him. But to make a long story short, I'll just say that he seeing him live is one of the greatest experiences that I've ever experienced. And I can't wait to see what his next album is going to be like. And you know that I'll be there at that tour. And hopefully you'll be with me, Eric. I hope so, too. Absolutely. So, whew, Eric, we have finally made it to the end of our episode here. And I need to know, the listeners are dying to know, before we head out, what was your number one concert of 2019 and why? Easily Twin Peaks, Ohm, and La 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 La, because it was everything to me, you know, um, I'm still fairly a new fan of Twin Peaks. It's not that I'm not in Discovery. I've listened to every single album that they have at this point. But, you know, I'm still in that phase where I'm still, like, learning to truly appreciate the band and every individual band member. But in a short time, they have truly won me over. They've easily become one of my favorite bands. I am so inspired by everything that they do. And not only was it inspirational, it was just such an amazing show because it's got everything that I could ever love. It's got amazing opening acts. It's got an amazing headlining act. And the best part is that every band is collaborative. Every band is on equal footing, my opinion. The crowd was fantastic. A little too brutal, but listen, I wouldn't have it any other way. And it was just so cool to... You know, see every band just in their element, to see all of them win the crowd over equally, and then to see, you know, what a party it was on stage. Honestly, this show, to me, gave off the most energy. It had the most impact on me in, you know, because I, I truly got to appreciate every musician, every instrument. It was all awesome. Quite honestly... You know, if, if this is the beginning of my obsession with Twin Peaks and going to see as many of their shows as possible, as well as with Ohm and La 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 La, then what a great start. And I hope it doesn't end for a long time. And yeah, you know, this this is the best way to end 2019 for me, this show. And now for the moment we've all been waiting for, the host's number one show. What is your number one? Well, Eric, I am so glad that you asked. I feel like you know what it is, and I feel like longtime listeners will know what it is. But in case anybody had to second guess themselves, it was Neck Deep, Lil Wayne, and Blink-182, a freaking dream tour for me personally. And I just, I'm still talking about it. It happened in September and I'm still talking about the show. It was such a great overall show. The last show of the tour, it was album release day for nine. There was just so much going on. All of the artists collaborated with each other. You had Ben up there with Mark and then you had Wayne coming in for What's My Age Again. And they celebrated Wayne's birthday on stage. They came out with a cake Blink came out with a blunt for him. I recorded that. That went viral for me, and that drove a lot of traffic to the website, so I'm eternally grateful for that. Uh, I got pics from the show from Mark, stickers. I mean, 
you couldn't have written a better way to go to attend that like oh my god just even talking about it (laughs) has me geeking out all over again so yeah it's just completely insane if 16 year old me only knew that her one day her favorite band of all time and her favorite rapper of all time were going to collaborate and go on tour together she would have been her mind would have been completely blown and uh 10 years later that dream came true for me in real life. I could not be more grateful for everything that that concert has given me personally. It will always have that print on my heart for eternity. I'll always look back at that specific concert and have so much love for it. And it's going to be really, really hard to top that concert for me. Uh, I go to a lot of shows, so it says a lot. I mean, clearly you guys know from my my list this year, but... Yeah, hands down, without, I didn't even have to look at the list to say that this was my number one. And I am so glad, above all else, that you were there in attendance with me, Eric, and that you enjoyed it just as much as I did. So thank you for coming along for that ride. Well, thank you for having me there. And thank you for coming to the last show of 2019. You know, I'm really glad that the Chicago scene made an impact on you. I'm glad that every band made an impact on you, specifically Twin Peaks. And I'm just glad we were both there for our number one spots. Yeah, that really means a lot. And I also just love that about us, Eric. I love that we constantly introduce each other to new music. We're constantly discovering new bands and new musicians to listen to and and bouncing them off of each other. And that's what makes, or partially I should say, that's what makes this show so great is not only my passion for music and your passion for music, but our passions overlapping. And sometimes we can agree to disagree and other times we can gush over certain artists. And then there are other times that we can just go into these discussions about music in general, because I know how deeply music has impacted you as much as it has impacted me. And I think that that's what makes this show work so well. And I think that's why people... Uh, I would assume that that's why people come back to listen. So with that, we are so glad to be back. And we just want to know, you guys, what were your concerts of 2019? What were some of your favorites? What did you end up seeing this year? If you have to pick a number one, what would be your number one? I always force Eric here to make the grueling decision. So now it's on you guys. We want to know your favorites and who your number one concert was for this year. You can let us know by heading over to www.musicmatchmedia.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.